you for joining us for Woke Moments, a conversation on issues and hot topics impacting young generations. My name is Janet Kelly, and I am the Executive Director of Sanctuary of Hope, as well as your host. So now let's jump into a moment of awakening. Woke Moments! So I want to thank you all for participating in today's conversation on how unhoused and parenting. I'm going to introduce myself for all those who aren't familiar with who I am. My name is Tiana Brown. I'm the Sanctuary of Hope. I am the Director of Services, FOSPIC. And again, oh, and the, sorry, trying to find the camera. And again, I'm just super honored and privileged to have this conversation with all of you. I've worked with all of you at some capacity. Um, Miss Miguel, she's my baby, I guess. We maybe started working maybe together four or five months ago. Charday and Lionel, alumni, doing well. And I learned a lot from you guys. Um, it's just been an honor and a pleasure. All of you are admirable. And I think everyone watching will be inspired and motivated by the stories you share and just by your experiences. So I'm gonna ask that you all, wait, before that, we have to thank Ms. Kelly, um, SOH, Sanctuary of Hope. She's our executive director and she makes all of this possible. Um, very smart woman, just really doing her thing. So we have to thank her and we have to thank Kayla. She does our IT. She's behind all of this as well. You don't ever see her face, she's behind the camera. So I wanna thank her as well. So now I'm gonna ask that all of you introduce yourself. Whoever wants to go. <laughs> Hi, my name is Carmen. Anything else you would like me to say? Yeah, maybe your age, maybe because our conversations around unhoused and parenting. So maybe you might want to share if you want your son's age and you know where you're from. Okay. I'm Carm. Well, my name is Carmelita. Um, I'm from Pomona. I'm. 21 years old. I have a one-year-old son with a baby on the way. Anything else you would like me to add right that, now? You, that's it. <laughs> Thank you, Ms. Miguel. <laughs> Charday? Hey, oh. um, my name is Arnell. I hear he going oh, already. Oh, no, we doing popcorn or what? Just... <laughs> Go ahead. You got it. All right. I am 29 years old. I'm from Los Angeles, California, and I have a three-year-old son. You heard that? We heard Hello, it. everybody. My name is... Oh, my bad. My bad. I know. <laughs> Hello, everybody. My name is Charlene McCullough. I'm 28 years old, and I have two children. Um, my eldest is three, and my daughter is eight months. Oh, congratulations, Charday. <laughs> Thank you. Congratulations. Congratulations. So I guess we'll get started. I'm going to ask the first question. Uh, let's see. What have you experienced while parenting and unhoused and being unhoused? What are some of your experiences?
Miss Miguel. <laughs> you want me to go first? Yes. Okay. Um, some experiences being unhoused and homeless, you said, or being parents? Yes. Um, well, really, for me, it wasn't really that easy. I don't really have a supportive family or uh, people that really would help me out. So a lot of stuff that I would have to do is try to figure things out for me and my son, always figuring out a way, regardless of um, anything, like I would always try to find a roof over our head for the night. So it's very hard, especially when you have a baby and um, when you don't have much support, it's it's very hard um, trying to make sure your kid eats and make sure your kid is safe and doesn't get sick. It's, it's a, a very hard job, but you know, at the end of the day, I try to look at it as um, my son only has me, so I'm gonna do whatever I can in my power to make sure my baby is okay and we will figure something out. You know, I try to put it in God's hands and let him work his way around that. And so far I've been, um, I turned out to be all right. You know, I'm you working, I'm almost there. You did, you did. Okay, can you repeat the question, please? Jordan, <laughs> what's your experience then, you know, parents? Well, see, you're a little different because Miss Miguel, she's, unhoused we're working with her to become housed but you on the other hand you've been housed so if you can remember what was your experience like before you were housed and parenting so um for me um before i got housed um I had no idea i was pregnant so once i finally got my apartment is when i found out i was pregnant but even through that, I experienced some homelessness with my son. Um, I was able to go to my cousin's house. However, it is still difficult because um, your child does get used to uh, one environment. So when you take him out of one environment and put them in the other one, it is a little challenging. Um, and I know that just depending on yourself sometime and not having as much support as you would like, is hard as well. Um, since my son was three months, I've been working. Uh, and it's hard because you have to make a sacrifice. For me, it was either go to work and not see my son um, or see my son and not go to work. Um, and I said that meaning if I didn't go to work, I wouldn't be able, I wouldn't be able to have permanent housing again. Mm -hmm. Um, thank God, um, St. of Hope was able to help me get section eight and I was able to become permanently housed. Um, so my bad y'all, my brain is like everywhere right now. Um, so there is, there was challenges for me, um, days i mean i was working six days a week and my only off day was sunday but i had to make sure the clothes was washed i had to make sure i still spend time with my son but i had to get up at four in the morning to go right back to work so that was as well as respecting my cousin's house and um coming in at a respectable time and making sure you know i cleaned up after myself it's just it, it was a lot so mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. 
You did it though. You did it. <laughs> yes. Again, for me, uh, mine was a little different as well. I was never unhoused with my son. Um, um, so, how do you want me to answer your question? What? I wasn't. I wasn't unhoused neither with them. Well, you yeah. didn't have permanent housing though, right? So when, like, when my son was born, we moved into an apartment that Sanctuary of Hope helped us get for sure. Mm -hmm. So, like, his first day getting out of the the tummy, and he was able to come to a, a brand new apartment. You know what I mean? I never had the experience really, um, you know, being unhoused with them. Okay. Or how was it maybe for you? navigating the program with your son being in the program with your son because i know that was uh, permanent you just so happened to receive the voucher so you know it was a um, a lot of uncertainty you know what i mean it was very mm -hmm. it was a it was a struggle because um you're not knowing like what you're going to be able to continue to maintain or what's the next situation going to be mm -hmm. so uh i think that just that aspect of it was a lot of um, unclarity that was going on so it was a struggle but um you know i could just like i said we was blessed and um you know okay. we're still here we didn't have to experience the the worst case scenario you know it got a little bad but we didn't have to experience the worst Wait, okay. so I have something to add to that. Okay. So when I brought my son home from the hospital, I actually had a roommate. So it was difficult having a roommate and then having a newborn baby because my roommate had her own schedule. So it's just like um, trying to make sure my baby stays quiet when she sleep or trying to tell her, you know, the baby sleep, stay quiet. That was a whole challenge. Oh, that was a whole challenge in itself. But I made it through and I'm I'm grateful for that because she still she was helpful and she was understanding. So she helped as well, but that was another barrier that I had to go through. Okay. Okay. And then we're gonna move on to our second question. I guess how can providers better support um, pregnant and parenting youth who are indeed looking for housing? Like how can providers support? For me, I'll say like um, continue doing basically what you guys have done. Like I feel like y'all was a big help for us getting me a location to bring my son to, and then um, you know I believe like Thanksgiving, you guys to give out different things, um, different, you know, like it was um, different times where we came in with some additional assistance around the house. Um, I believe we got like furniture through like a hookup that y'all that y'all did with us as well. I remember getting um, like some couches and all that. Um, I just feel like um, providers, you know, they can assist more with living, you know, with living material, so we can be able to have a a nice experience in the house that we are in. You know what I mean? So it's like like the essential stuff, you know, you helped us with pots and couches so we didn't have to be on the floor. I think assistance like that was um, 
much needed? Okay. For me, I feel like um, the assistance that a youth would need that's like parenting is, um, okay, so I feel, I don't know how to explain it, but I'm going to just try. So I feel like it was more so that you guys were there for us to help us. However, sometimes we weren't as open to asking for the help. Um, or the different resources that were out there to help us, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I hear you. Um, so you guys were a help with, like he said, the, the furnishing the house, but I feel like the other aspect that the that we needed help in was the, the mental part of all of it. Like, yeah, okay, we have this house, we have the furniture, and now we have, it's just us and this baby in this house, but we still need someone to talk to or, you know? Right, that's actually another question. <laughs> hey, you're already ahead, sorry. Miguel. Oh, hold <laughs> Okay, um, for me, I don't know. I uh, working with you guys has been really easy. I mean, the other people that I have tried to get housing with, um, there tended not to be consistency. Uh, I would be on top of it, and like I would never receive calls back. Um, but with you guys, it's been a, it's been great. You know, like um, my housing case manager is really great with keeping me updated, being on top of it. And he's been an amazing help so far because it's been a struggle these past few days, weeks, all that. And um, I can say you guys are really great with what you guys do. Um, I've never had an issue or nothing like that. As far as the program you guys provide, I, I like it, you know, and um, this is what I needed and it's, it's helping me a lot. Um, yeah, I, I have more to say, but that would have to go with what you're kind of going into with the mental. <laughs> but um, okay, <laughs> you guys are really, really good on top of it with that, and I, you know, it means a lot to me because I needed this. You know, I need the support, and you guys been giving it to me. Okay, and then I also want to add with you, Miss Miguel, or just even Lionel and Charde, Miss Miguel in particular. I think you make it easier because from day one you've been able to communicate. Like you're really big on communication, Ms. Miguel. You'll call and you'll say like, I can't make it because I don't feel well, or, you know, we never really have to guess. You're up front and we can appreciate that because it's a partnership. So it's just not us, it's you. And when you're able to communicate, Charday, you kind of tapped into this, when you're able to communicate and let us know what you want, so that way, you know, like we're not assuming and giving you what you don't want, it kind of makes it easier. So that's one thing about you, for sure, Ms. Miguel, I think, that makes the process. And I'm pretty sure your case manager would agree, which makes it way easier for you because you let us know all the time. I could say that's one thing that I probably um, was horrible at. I felt like y'all was doing enough. <laughs> so everything else, it was upon me. You feel me? So I don't want to be, be too needy, but I needed some other stuff, too, that I should have opened my mouth about. Well, it's not, it's, and you know what, I'm glad you said that too for any, you know, like youth we have out there watching. I don't want any of you all to feel like you're being too needy. Like it is our job to be here and to help, but we don't know unless you 
like communicate with us and it's okay like some people when she yells she's able <laughs> she just lets us know so i mean it's okay and we're all working i think on communication even myself at my age so it's just something we learn from one another right because for me i was more so afraid of the rejection part like no we can't help you with that so i'm like oh i'm not gonna ask but i realized that almost actually not even almost everything that i asked you guys for you helped me with and if you couldn't help me with it you gave me another resource that would help me with it but it's like you you guys don't know what we need if we don't ask you for the help you know you're not like miss cleo so <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah um this kind of goes into a little bit what you were saying Sade. what type of program would you feel or what type of programming do you feel would help you prepare for housing because it's one thing so you might need a certain level of support before you get housed you know what i mean and then once you get housed that's a whole another level of support and I think that's where the disconnect might come in. Sometimes you'll have like the case managers, not saying you guys did it, because I know you guys didn't do it, but you might have it where, you know, the youth have moved in and now the case manager's calling, but the person doesn't pick up their phone anymore. And it's kind of like, well, what happened? What can we do? You know, where's, what's the disconnect? What is it that you feel like you need once you move in? Mm. Good question. Good question. <laughs> okay, so I feel like once we move in is I still feel like it's the mental part of it, though, that that we need help with, because sometimes it's still all overwhelming, like, oh, my gosh, I finally have this. I can sleep at night. This is mine. But when I wake up in the morning, it's like, okay, so how am I supposed to budget this again? And how am I supposed to make sure um, my lights or my gas turned on? Some mm -hmm. people don't even know how to call to turn the stuff on. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, I guess, kind of a refresher of life skills, so to speak. But how would you that want that delivered? I can, I can agree with that. Like yeah, how do I want you guys to help us or something like that? With with that particular with that service, because if you're saying you know to budget or to turn on your lights, how would you want the provider to go about providing that type of support? Would you want them to sit down with you, host a workshop? Because a lot of times, you know, they'll host workshops and then people might not show up or they you know might not be so willing to participate. So what can the provider do not just sanctuary of hope but providers everywhere what can we do to help that to, to help you maintain your housing so you don't feel alone and the mental part you have hmm. Hmm. i believe you're on mute yeah you kind of are so for me it's kind of like so I feel like so if I was a a, a case manager, um, I would know my client, so to speak, or I don't know how you guys, what you guys call us, my youth, I'll just say my youth. So I would know my youth. And if I know like my youth is kind of like quiet and, you know, um, more 
introverted, if that's the right word. Um, I would um I would say, hey, so um just in case you didn't know, um, this is who you would contact to turn your lights on, this is who you would contact to turn the gas on. Um if you need any help, uh, I don't know, like some youth aren't as vocal as I was, so to speak. So some mm -hmm. of them would just sit there like, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. it's true. It's true. It's true. So I feel like you just got to know, like you're got to know the audience a little bit. Okay. I hear you. I think that makes sense. Miss Miguel, because I know you're in the process of being out. Like, what are some things, is, is that some things maybe you'd be interested in learning or when you think about it yes like that, maybe? Because, uh huh yeah because a lot of us a lot of us can't sometimes can't put like our pride to the side like like that a lot like i couldn't acting like growing up i didn't really have really anybody to support me or anything like that. so it was kind mm -hmm. of hard for me to be able to speak up and say like oh i need assistance in this or this kind of being in the system when I turned 18, that kind of helped me to be able to vocalize what I need more. And I think, yeah, because a lot of stuff that I thought I would know, I still don't. And I'm like, damn, like being an adult is hard. Like I sometimes don't, you know, being a consistent appointment and that, like it gets hard being an adult, you're not used to doing stuff on your own. And me just, you know, turning 21, now it's like I have to do everything for my own I don't know how to go turn on the gas or the lights I would and you know and that's something you know I could probably use even with budgeting like um I'm kind of bad with budgeting but I'm working on it you know I tried like now I try to uh have my mom I'll give her my money and I'll be like okay hold this up for me because if I put it in my bank I know I'm gonna touch it so I was like I tell her you know like hold it for me so it's kind of yeah you guys being able to help us with things like that that would be because a lot of us don't know anything we don't come from anything so we don't really know what it's like to be an adult or know what other people go through as an adult because you know we, we I, well, I don't come from much so it's like my mom she she didn't go to school she didn't do like she didn't go to college or nothing like my stepdad's the one that's helping her and it's like when I grew up, I was like, I wish I knew that. Or I see other kids, um, they know what they're doing. I'm just like, man, I wish I knew how to do that. Or I, I wish I knew how um, to be able to make sure this is all right. And that's one thing, you know, um, like maybe a, a, an adulting class or yeah, like she says, life skill class. I would definitely go like, that's one thing, I, you know? Not mm -hmm. a lot of know what it's like to be an adult. And we get here, we're just like, where do we start? Like, what do we, what do I do now? Mm -hmm. I hear you. Right, because I feel like once you get your housing, the first thing everybody wants to do is party. Okay, I want to party. Let me invite my friends over. I got my place. Look at this. Ah. But then once it's all over and it does settle, it's just like, so what am I supposed to do? You know? Right. Um, right. So, um. It, like I said, it's it was a little easier for some youth. Even when I looked back, it was a little easier for them. Um, and it was a little harder for some people. Um, but 
I don't know, because I'm always, okay, so sidebar, I know y'all don't know me, but I'm always here to help y'all, like, if I can help you, anything you need help with, like, I'm here to help you, no judgment at all, um, so, yeah, I think life skills, because when I, so, I'm older than you a little bit, so, um, we had to take a life skills class before we were able to go into transitional housing or any of that, um, but by the time I emancipated out of the system, um, after 18, that was it. Like you couldn't stay in care until you was like 21 or whatever the case may be now. Like you couldn't do that. So I was literally like on my own until I started utilizing my resources and um, learning to ask for help. Cause I never did. I used to just struggle until I figured it out on my own. So that's where the pride thing comes in at. And the growth too. And the growth. Yeah. Probably. Um, let's see. What are some of the factors that helped you change for the better during this process, Lionel? What are some of the what? The factors that helped you change for the better during this process or during your process? Um so real quick, like to piggyback off what they were saying, because I agree with what they were saying as far as when we enter the household. Um, mm -hmm. You know, everybody coming in at different mental levels, at different levels of their lives and different parenting and things like that. So it is a struggle to know how to maintain, be financial literate. And, you know, so that is a struggle. If we can have like a, additional assistance on that, I think that'll for sure help them. Because once you just get them in the house, now it's like, bam, you in the house. But as you said, it's like, now what? Like, what do I do? You feel me? How are you going to maintain bills? How are right. you going to budget and these things? um because a lot of us not equipped with that you know coming from poverty you know they don't set you up like that and then um some of the factors though that i believe that um that like what you say like help me like transition or yes that helped you change for the better because i don't know if they know i don't know if you want to share like you're an entrepreneur Chef. yeah so maybe you yeah, could maybe yeah. share not nah, for sure for sure so um it was just so Damn, so you made me start thinking about some whole other stuff. Huh? <laughs> uh, it's okay. <laughs> nah, uh, see, look, now you got me thinking about your question, now the new question. No. <laughs> nah, I was just say, um, no some pressure. of the transition, try, transitioning factors, I say, is uh, really, you know, just started understanding myself, started really figuring out, like, it doesn't stop here. You know what I mean? I started looking towards the future and figuring out where do I really want to be? How do I really want to obtain um, my life? And um, <clears throat> so being inside of the housing program, I was um, always thinking about doing better, you know, finding a job and then find a better job and then leave from that job to get a better one. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then, um, but I was sitting inside the, the housing that you guys got me when I first started my catering service. So it just started like off of Instagram and I started cooking up in the kitchen and, and, and then bam, that's, that's, that's where it started at for me. And then, um, then I had to like monetize it and make it into like a catering service or whatever. And now, um, and now I'm able to, you know, work for myself and. Oh, know, what's it called? It's called Tasty Tate's Kitchen. And now, um, so now, you know, we able, I'm able to work for myself and, and figure out like you know my next moves of you know where i want after this 
You know what I mean? So I feel like, you know, it's stepping stones and different things that you got to endure to transition and get to the next version of yourself. Okay. Okay. Sharday? Is that question? I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, you answered it, I think. Okay. Yeah. All right. So one of the factors that helped me was... Um, I don't know. I think a little different. I'm always in survival mode and I promise to God or whoever y'all believe in the higher power, whatever the case may be. <laughs> I just am ready to just get out of survival mode and just start living. Like I've always been in survival mode. I've always like, okay, Sanctuary Hope is not going to be here forever to help me or this organization <laughs> is not going to be here to help me. So I have to learn how to like okay, for a better lack of word, I got to learn how to get it out the mud. Like I got to figure it out on my own so um once I started doing that I kind of I kind of mastered it a little bit like I'm still don't get me wrong I'm still bad with budgeting even with two kids sometimes I just be like look y'all this is what we about to eat for dinner because I didn't budget correctly this time you know so um that helped me and it's um also I guess having another child it just changed your life i'm not encouraging it no y'all i'm not but it's hard and it helped me because it's like okay now like with my son i could like play around with him I, i've learned him so to speak like i know i know what it is we like to do together so when i had another child it's like okay you're not the only baby no more. So now I have to learn how to budget my time or I have to learn, I've learned how to better manage my money. Like I said, I'm 28 now. Like there's not that many resources out there to help me. So I really have to like, ooh, I really got to do it y'all. It's not, it's, it seems hard in the beginning, but I promise y'all it gets so much easier. Once you get into the rhythm of things, it gets so much easier, like it does. Okay. Did I answer the question or no? You, you did. <laughs> you did amazing. <laughs> you did. And then what has been your role to stability or succeeding? Say that one more time. Oh. What has been your role to stability or succeeding? And that can be, you can answer that too, uh, Ms. Miguel. What has been your role to succeeding in stability? Because I think you're a great example of like being resilient and not giving up. You know, you're not where you want to be yet. You're almost there, but you never once gave up. You know what I mean? So I think you could still even answer that question if you want to. The question of uh, what, like, can you repeat the question again? What has been your road to stability or succeeding? But I know you're not great. Go ahead. You said, what is my role to stability? to get to stability? Now, what has been your role to, to stability or succeeding? Because um, even, oh. What'd you say? I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't really know how to answer. So basically, the, <laughs> so the question is like, how did you, how did you become stable? Like stable to where you are right now? Like what helped you get there? Well, really, my life is not stable right now. Um, I right. just went through it right now with my family. Um, it's really, it's just my sons, my sons. When I found out I was having a second baby, I was having another little boy. 
it pushed me even harder. Like, I don't want this for myself. I can't, I can't do this. I can't have, I can't live like this. I can't continuously deal with these people that like, yeah, they're my family. They're here. Like, they're not really here, but they're here. And it's like, I don't want to live like that. Like my kids, my son should not have to live the way we're living where it's to the point where she's like, um, well, cause the issue with me now, I don't have nowhere to go. I don't have, I don't come from a family. Um, my baby's family, they're not as supportive. They're mm -hmm. supportive when they want to be supportive. So, um, me realizing that I only have my, my kids' back is what makes me go harder because I can't, I can't put my kid through the same thing. I told myself I would not be like my mom. I'm going to push harder and I'm going to do better for them because, you know, he's a baby. I don't, you know, sometimes my mom gets frustrated at my son. Oh, put, sit him down. Like, like, like my son is only one years old. He's not going to sit all day. And, you know, I don't want to have to deal with that. I want to be able to have my own spot where my son can run free and be happy. And, you know, and it's, you know, it's not easy when you hear all the, all the stuff they tell you, it's like all the negativity and you're, and I'm trying to be positive. So all the negativity is pushing me to be like, okay, you know what? I don't want this. I don't, I'm a, I'm a keep going to what I need to do at the, every day. I remind myself like, okay, let me hit up my housing guy. Let me hit up my case manager. I'm going to do this, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's what pushes me. Like the people around me and the, the environment it's just it's not for me like it's it, it drains my mental health and I don't want that so I I continue to just keep pushing and keep pushing and tell myself like I, I'm gonna get there I'm gonna get there you know and so for you I feel like it's the self-motivation for you mm -hmm. yeah being mm -hmm. being self-motivated has helped you um I know you said you don't feel like you're stable right now but your self-motivation helps you get to where you are right now, you know? And um, it gets easier and your son is one and he don't sit down, baby. Let me tell you, my son is three and he still don't sit down. So um, Never sit down. That's, just, that's just what they do, you know? It, it gets a little better. Your kids become your best friends. When you feel like nobody else in the world loves you, your kids is always going to be there. I don't care how bad your day is or your day was, when you see your kids, you're gonna be like, dang, like, this is what I'm living for. Like, this is what I'm pushing so hard to do, you know? So trust me, it gets better. Cause I was there too. I'm like, dang, what am I doing with a one-year-old? Like my kid, my friends are out partying and I'm just here with a whole baby. Like, what am I doing? You know, but it gets better. It does. It, yeah, it, well, yeah, having a kid makes you realize, it made me realize a lot, you know, like, I look at my baby and it's like, okay, like, um, I love this boy, you know, like I love my little son and it's like my life, you know, and this is the only person that, you know, I'll really die for. Like, that's, that's my baby, you know, and it's, it's a big, because it's like, I don't want my son to, when he gets older, he has nobody. He could come to his mom. He could do this, you know, and I think that's what makes like going through these kinds of things makes us stronger and it's made me a lot stronger. Um, I come like, I also come from like very bad mental health problems. So it's like having my son makes me, you know, 
every day I wake up and it's just like, okay, I'm doing it for him. This is my baby. Like he needs to make, I need to make sure he's straight. And, you know, I've never had an issue. My son's been in my care and it's been, you know, we have our times where we uh, struggle, but make sure he's okay at the end of the day, you know? And I didn't have that growing up with my family. So it's like, okay, my son is pushing me to do everything I need to do for myself. And it's, it shouldn't even be like that. You know, it's like, um, I'm learning to love myself, but I'm doing so much better I, from where I came from. I'm doing much better. Like I couldn't see myself if I didn't have my baby right now. I don't know. I'd probably still be in the streets homeless and wouldn't care. People wouldn't have a care in the world because nobody showed that they really care for me. So it's like, okay, now that I have my baby, I, I tell myself every day, like, I'm going to do this. Like I, I'm going to, I just started barely doing nails. I'm going to get into the nail business, trying to get licensed and all that, trying to push myself to do something because, um, the world ain't easy, but with you, with your guys' support, it's been, well, with the support of Sanctuary of Help, of Hope, it's been, it's been, um, a lot helpful. Like it's relieved a lot versus how I would be right now if I had, if I didn't have you guys to be there and, you know, Tiana, especially Tiana, she's very, she's like, ever since day one, ever since I met her, like, I wasn't shy to tell her, oh, I need this, I need that. At first, I kind of was iffy, but I was like, you know what, like, I need to stop, I need to stop being like this. It's time to show that, like, you know, be that, be consistent and um, show that you really want it. And I, this, this is what I want, you know, and that's what I tell myself, like, if I be negative and say that I'm not going to get it, that's what's going to happen. So I try to be consistent and positive every morning when I get up, because if I be negative right along with the people that are surrounding me with the negativity, I'm not going to get nowhere. And I learned that, you know, changing my environment. So I just want to Sorry, I just want to say this. I know we kind of got off topic, but to both of you guys and to everybody else out there watching, I want to let you know, like, no, no matter what it is you want to do, whether you, for example, you have your own catering business and you, you do, you want to be a nail tech, um, don't get discouraged because there's plenty of people out here that do nails. There's plenty of people out here that cook, but when they made one pair of shoes, they didn't stop making them. So I just want to let y'all know to keep pushing forward, keep doing it, and you, like, like y'all could be the goat. Like y'all could really be out here just doing something. Like just no matter what you go through every day, just stay focused. And um, uh, dang, your name is on the screen, and I keep forgetting your freaking name. What is it, Carmen? Yeah. So I just want to tell you, don't ever let nobody make you feel like you're less than because you um not yeah less than or don't let nobody put you down because you have such a young child and then you're having another child regardless of what nobody says you can do this um you can do this and um like i said trust me it it gets easier i'm not saying that you're not gonna hit bumps in the road because you are i have but girl it gets easier life gets funner and when they get older it's so much stuff that y'all can do together it, it really is like it, it is so just keep putting one foot in front of the other you got this Thank you. I think you're like a natural um, motivational much. speaker. Yeah. I think we have to bring you down here so maybe you can lead a group because that's really <laughs> what I'm hearing. Um, it's just support. 
So maybe we can in the sure. future, like maybe start like a parenting support group because I, you're inspiring mm-hmm. and empowering. So that's you. what you were doing. That's what you guys are doing, right. actually. It's shame. <laughs> so thank you. Look at you. <laughs> you have a gift. Yeah. I try. I'm here for y'all. I really am here for y'all. I mean, you're here for yourself and your son. You are. Yeah. We, we yeah. appreciate that. So I guess since we're talking about like being here for our children, how do you manage a parent? Well, Miss Miguel, really for you, how do you manage to parent while being unhoused and while, you know, not having the stability you want? Keeping myself busy. Mm, okay. Myself, like, I don't like to sit in my head or nothing like that. So, I, you know, I got to take care of my son, make sure he eats, make sure he's, you know, fed, bath, um, handling business. You know, it takes, when you're not really housed, um, I don't like to just sit around in people's houses, you know, so I make sure I clean up after my son, help clean up, help do something, help at least put something in the fridge, you know, and also handle my business that I need to handle, either if it's with you guys, um, going to therapy, or, you know, anything that I need to handle, going to doctor's appointments for me or the, or my baby. So it's like, just keeping, keeping busy. That's what helps me a lot. Okay. And then Sade, I know you mentioned earlier, you know, when you had your son, you had the roommate. So I guess, what would you tell someone who maybe is in your shoes right now with a newborn who doesn't have permanent housing, who might not have their own place? Like, how, what would you, what advice would you give them? How would you, what would you tell them? Um, for me, um, I just explained to my roommate, I was like, hey, you know, I'm pregnant, I'm getting ready to have a baby, and we're going to be here for some time, you know, um, I'm just letting you know that off the bat, because we do share this space, Mm -hmm. and um, my roommate was actually very helpful, like, um, she was helpful, some, like, being a mom and not have been a first time mom. Um, sometimes self-care is not even an option. It's just like, let me make sure my baby is okay. You find yourself not getting that much sleep. And even for my roommate to just, you know, listen for my baby while I'm in the shower or just listen, you know, just watch my baby while I take a nap, even for 30 minutes was like more than enough help for me. That's something that she didn't even have to do, you know, but she helped me with it. So, um, it's it's um it's hard um it was hard but as time got on we learned each other and her and my son they became like best friends like they really became best friends so it 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 works you just have to Mm -hmm. communicate just communicate with your roommate let them know what's going on because no like no one knows what you're going through unless you tell them like you know so even the simple things like listening for the baby while i'm in the shower or if the baby's crying and i'm trying to make myself something to eat just you know rocking the baby or holding the baby that it helps the little things that people think don't help it really takes a load off the shoulders so just as a if you're a roommate to uh if you if your roommate has a baby just try to help the best way you can got it Okay. And then Lionel, maybe you want to share, where can we find your business on social media? 
Um, you want to talk a little bit about, you said tasty. Yeah, okay. So so what I do now is um, Tasty Tate. So what I do now is um, run a catering service, um, a catering service called Tasty Tate's. And um, I have an Instagram page. You can follow it at Tasty Tate's Kitchen. I think no, it's Tasty Tate's underscore kitchen, something like that. Okay. I don't know. I ain't on my own page all the time. But I'm gonna need you to know your business. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's the uh WhatsApp, that's the um Instagram page. And then um I'm just now putting together a website. I'm doing like the back end on the business on the business part all over again because I had a lot of stumbles in a row. Um, far as just on the business end, understanding taxes and different cost of goods and percentages, all that different stuff I wasn't really familiar with. So um and uh backfiring on me and messed me up um financially. So now I'm redoing all that stuff and um so now we got the website. You know, just just had to revamp, you know, we went through a little stumble in the road and now um you know coming back harder. So now I'm offering like a meal prep service. We do different pop-ups around the city and um and the goal is to have a, a food truck within the next couple of months. Um, and and just far as just being an entrepreneur, you know, um, it started with me just being tired of jobs. Um, you know, I was feel like I wasn't being treated properly in these jobs. And I was just tired of them. So I had to, you know, like she said, get it out the mud. You feel me? But I just, I just had to, you know. I just didn't want to be like in the streets doing it in a street way. So it was still like cussing or whatever, but, um, you know, how to make it work until you can make it into a possible, um, a, a real business. And, um, but yeah, I just say like, far as like being an entrepreneur is just, it's just that thought process of doing for self, you know, just want to do for yourself. You don't want to really want to listen to nobody. So what come with that is, um, a lot of personal hard work that can't nobody make you do. Like you have to, do that work for yourself, you know, and um, and then also it's rewarding as well, you know what I mean. Um, and then, um, what else? Oh, real quick too, real quick too. Shout out to Tiana too because um, you know she is super helpful when I was in the program, even outside of the program, for sure. Been just like a hundred percent helpful, and um, and I feel like this program is very good and I just feel like we just need more people like Tiana to keep this program going and um yeah I man I just feel like that was like important for me to say because she really did helped out on a lot of a lot of things I didn't even really thought I needed help with she still found a way to help it and and then I messed up a couple of times she still helped me I was like okay uh, yeah, oh out. God, they really do still help. Okay. Me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I was that was good. No. What advice would you offer to a young man um, who's supporting a new family? What advice would I offer a young man that's having a new family? Yeah, who, yeah. I would, I would just say like, um, you know, just try to oh, basically, okay. huh? Oh, no. I'm, I'm, okay, I'll just say, like, <laughs> far as the advice for a young man, I would just tell him to um, pretty much um, 
shit. I don't know. I ain't got, I ain't really got like the best advice and stuff for people, man. I just try to lead by an example, you know what I mean? So I'll just say like, you know, just try to focus on something, never give up, work hard, and um, you know, remain positive. It's a lot of negative stuff going in the world. So you just remain positive through it. I believe, you know, God will prevail. Something good should come out of it. Okay. And then another thing for you, Lionel, because I think it's important. Um, we give you the platform to speak. We'll give you a platform to speak just being a young black man. Um, what advice maybe would you give a young man about his mental health while taking care of his family? Um, well, will work for me. I could just say like, will work for me. Like, you know, it's different strokes mm -hmm. for different folks. Mm -hmm. so I can't be like, hey, go do this. It's going to work, you know? Right. I just know like, as far as me, I had to get like more in tune with myself. I had to um, start understanding like different spirituality and I started doing different like meditation and a lot of different practices where I had to really like hone in with myself to, um, you know, to try to get to the another version of me. So mm -hmm. I would just say, try to tap in with yourself, try to learn yourself. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and you know, you could do that by different meditations or different spiritual practices, whoever that you believe your higher power is connect to them okay i think that's great advice i know <laughs> great so we're gonna um wrap this up pretty soon but before we do um we're gonna share like our woke moment our a woke moment oprah has that uh moment but we're calling it the woke moment woke moment during um the housing opportunity or just in life just woke it, moment in life it can be just in life how about that <sighs> okay um damn so hmm, i'll say like um i'll say my woke moment is um, like a couple years ago and started to really learn myself and learn different things about life, you know, and um, started learning my position. Um, and my position has just been a black man here in America. And I feel like I had a, a woke moment far as just with the education of understanding our history and understanding who we are and what we need to be doing. I feel like I had an epiphany about um, the way I wanted to live my life and the way I wanted to move and how do I want to obtain freedom. And, um, and um, <clears throat> yeah, like life didn't really start making sense to about like a couple of years ago, like one or, like I say, like one or two years, I just feel like I was just, living miscellaneously and now i feel like i have you know a, a better direction of what i want to obtain okay okay cool Charday, your woke moment or you need time yeah i need time <laughs> you i'll be trying to stay woke sometimes so i need time just silly um as for me um a woke moment. Say about 
six months ago. Like, I think it was when my mom had just kicked me out. That's when I realized like, like okay, now it's time to go harder than ever. Um, this is for your boys, you know, like this is for my boys. I think really not having that, really not having that support, it just like, when she told me those words, it's like, okay, this is it. Like, do you want to live like this forever? Do you want to continue to have to go through the same stuff over and over and over again? Like, when are you going to get it, Carmen? When? And that's when I was, I realized like, this is not the way to live. I don't want to live like this. I don't have to live like this. And I'm just going to push harder for my sons. Um, they deserve better and I deserve better. And that's when I realized, you know, like, life don't have to be the way it is. It's what you make it. And I'm trying to make it better for me. Um, I want to live a better life. I want to have a better life and I'm going to have a better life if I continue, you know, I, if I'm doing everything I need to do and I'm going to push myself. And that's, I think when you go through so much, that's when you realize enough is enough. And once you've had that last straw, you're like, I can't take it no more. I can't do this no more. That's when, you know, the the consistency, the consistency comes. And that's where I picked it up. Like, okay, it's, it's, it's not, it, um, I'm not going to give up anytime soon, man. And I'm not going to give up and reassuring yourself and telling yourself that it just, it makes you into a person that you want to be. It, it molds you into that person that, um, you're trying to be, you know, because if you continue to be negative, you're going you're gonna to have a negative outcome. So just being positive. That was like kind of my woke moment, realizing, you know, not having no one. So it's like, okay, this is me and I'm going to do what's, everything I can for me and for my sons. And I'm going to do this. Wow. The moment. Okay, so my awoke moment was, my daughter is what, eight months? So I guess it was like when my son was two. When my son had just turned two and I found at his second birthday party, I found out I was having a baby and another one. And I was just like, dang, like, I got to go harder. Like, this is, this can't just be... I got to change things that I'm doing. I got to get more focused and I don't know because, okay, so I, so the song that, okay, this is so crazy, but the song that I always hear when like, I got to go harder is dedication by Nipsey Hussle. Like I just, I just got to go harder because it's just, when you make it there, it's just like, damn, when you stay dedicated to everything, you just, you could do whatever you put your mind to. Like having two kids, I thought it was going to be so freaking hard. But once I continued to put one foot in front of the other and just kept and keep on pushing, it was just like, whoa, like this is not that hard. Like it only gets easier, you know? So, um, yeah, my woke moment was when I found out I was having another kid, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> that would for sure wake you up. I can dig it. 
No, it do. It, and it only, okay, so I don't mean like, I don't want to scare you because I know you're getting ready to have another baby, but it only pushes you harder. Like you, it pushes you to a limit that you never even thought that you could reach. Like, it's kind of like now you, it's like now you got to, um, <laughs> okay, let me focus. So it's like now you just got to, you just gotta do you like regardless of what nobody says like you can make it like it, it gets easier like two kids you you just learn to juggle like okay now you learn to juggle and you also learn self-care if you don't have nothing else you need to learn that self-care is so important like sometimes you need to put these kids in in the room and let them just do them um understand that kids are gonna cry but they're not gonna cry blood but you need a moment i don't care if it's like a moment in a shower like you need that moment like you just you gotta refocus so my aha moment my woke moment was my daughter for sure got one so that's hectic one. with one wow. we're gonna wrap it up i appreciate everyone for participating Charday. we're gonna get connected with you so you can maybe lead some Support groups here, I think, yeah. for sure, I think so. Thank you, Miss Miguel. I really appreciate you too sharing your story. Lionel, did you want to maybe shout out your business one more time? Um, sure. Follow me on Instagram at Tasty Taste Kitchen. Um, I got a website coming as well. It's gonna be TastyTasteKitchen.com, and um, yeah, there it is. I just want to feed you. Okay. And then, you know, I asked you too if you had any advice for Miss Miguel because she did mention she wanted to start her own, I think, um, she wanted to do nails. You said, what, do I got any advice for some nails? Or, no, no. For Miss Miguel, she said that she wanted to start her own, what did we call it? Um, Acrylic. So what advice do you have for her as being an entrepreneur? Yeah. Oh, oh, okay, on oh God, on oh God, because I was like, what's up, you know? No, like, I promise, I, my advice is, is do it, you feel me? Just do it, because um, you're going to think about a whole lot of stuff, you're going to be like, oh, I need this, I need that, I need, just do it. If you got friends who nails that you do already, do they nails, take pictures of it, Instagram it. Like just start doing it, and um, um, like I said, that's one thing that helped that worked for me. Like I was already working in kitchens, but once I just came out the kitchens and started doing it on my own, the feedback from Instagram, the community was more like reassurance and made me feel like, all right, it's a wrap. This is what I'm really finna do now. You know what I mean? So um, I think it's just you know dive in there head first, start doing it. They gonna you know they gonna respect it or neglect it. Thank you. Okay. So Thanks. I could be your first um I could be your first customer. Um <laughs> so you can follow me on Instagram. My Instagram name is you don't know me, okay? So um I guess we got a chat room I follow in here. That. I already follow that Instagram. <laughs> I will um I'm gonna put I'm gonna um give you the link. I mean not the link. I will text it in here and I will give you my Instagram. Um, so whenever you're ready, let me know. And I could also send people your way. And as far as you and your catering business, um, me and my son love to eat. Um, so 
I can't say that in here. But just, you know, just <laughs> let me know. I'll help y'all. Okay? So much. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Woke Moment. For more information about our organization, please visit SOH.org. Subscribe to us for a Woke Moment wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at the underscore SOH underscore LA and on Facebook and Instagram at Sanctuary of Hope LA. Wake up!